0: Well, as we uh, look at the message for this morning, it's a passage of scripture that you should be familiar with. And we're looking at Proverbs. Proverbs, the third chapter, verses 1 through 12. What I'm finding is um, it's possible to do a lot of work. And this is what the Lord was was saying about um, the Church of Ephesus. They've drifted a long ways. And so you go back to the basics. And so Proverbs is a very uh, unique book that give us some wise saying that keep us on the track. And there's two books that do that. Um, Proverbs in the Old Testament and James in the New Testament. And both of them have a lot to say. So let's, let's get started here in the analysis of success. Uh, if we ask the person, are you successful? How do you measure success? You see, I think that is is important. Father, as we come this morning, I just pray that as we look at your word and what it has to say, help us understand that success starts with you. Because you have given us everything to be a success and open the doors. And so, Lord, help us go back to the basics. Let us go back and look at what Proverbs has to say in chapter 1 as we look at these 12 verses. You laid it out. Help me, Lord, to um, give it out to your folks, your people, those you love dearly. Help Don Rackett to move out of the way. May you be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Proverbs um, 3, 1, these are uh, beginning verses. My son... Do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For and always, I one thing I preach about God's word. It always gives a reason why. Why? For a length of days and years of life and peace, they will be added to you. Well, as we uh, move on, then never permit your failures to define you. They remind you of your setbacks, but they are unable to set a pattern or plan for your future. A lot of folks you probably look at areas where you uh, fell short or you felt that you were a failure and uh, but there is no failure in God. See, you have to forget scripture in order to grasp this this thought that has no basis to it. How can a believer? become a failure. Um, there is no failure in God. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Many times we have a tendency to fail because we neglect to apply the principles and pattern of inclusion, keeping God in the picture. How do, how do I know that Christians do fail? Check out where God is. Check out where God is. The thing that really delights my heart is when I see uh, some of the um, uh, athletes and what have you, individuals who uh, mention the whole fact of they thank God for this and they thank God for that. They do not back down for the fact that they know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Proverbs uh, 6 uh, talked about that. Um, Embedded in failure are these um, futile items. Possessing an agenda that has no assurance of a favorable outcome. No not honoring God to control and direct our p- planning. Being driven by assumptions, not facts. Unrealistic expectations. These are all the acts of the flesh. And that's why the Lord says he wants us to put it all on the altar. And that's why he wants to have a total say in everything we do. Yeah. Consider this believers are not created to be failures. Failure is not the results, failure the, is the results of not choosing well. If you find that you have, you, uh, that's this thing to fail and to be a failure, okay? Failure you're in a state of, you're stuck in the quagmire of. Okay? It's one thing to fail, but that word change that fail to setback. There are some times that you have a lot of setbacks. There are things that you thought that this happened and didn't happen. It shouldn't crush you. Okay? It should make you more creative. Uh, so um, we keep failure in its proper place, okay? Um, but you will have setbacks. Define the term. Success from a biblical perspective is a position that has been distinguished by these. One, confirmation of God's approval of our lifestyle. See, it doesn't start with what you do. It starts with who you are. Uh, If God be for us, who can be against us? The first thing God looks at is your character. Can he trust you with truth? Uh, Then a pure heart that is receptive and sensitive. A commitment to biblical principles. The control of the flesh by the spirit of God. The ability to favorably impact lives that the Lord will place in our life. And the opportunity is there so many uh, times. Uh, I was at Sam's Club uh, yesterday, and the pharmacist, uh, she, she knows uh, last name, not, and she said, well, what's your first name? I told her my first name and everything. And she knows my wife. And um, she said, well, how's your wife a week been? And I told her that she was busy. And I said, and she said, busy doing what? And so I told her about um, uh, at, what's that, at coup, okay, and at camp. And, uh, and so the lady said, camp, what is camp? And I explained to her about the whole, I just said, are you a Buddhist? Are you a this? or Are you a that? I said, no, no, no. I'm a Christian. I said, and here, let me explain what a Christian is. And I went on to explain to her about the fact that to become a Christian, you had to admit that you're a sinner that Jesus Christ died for your sins and uh, he rose again and you asked him to forgive you of your of your sins says the moment you do that then God is able to work in and through your life now whether you are Presbyterian or Baptist see that when you accept Jesus Christ you become my brother or sister in the Lord and she said oh Oh, okay. All right. And so um, my job was to, to drop it and God's going to take someone else to water it and build on it. And so the whole idea is this, is that when it comes to um, uh, doing it God's way, having the proper perspective, and there'll be opportunities over and over and over again that God want to use in our lives and we have to be open to it. Amen? Well, thinking it through. Proverbs is an excellent guide that revealed God's expectation for those who are his. There are six things that we need to remember. You know, preachers say three things, I give you six. Remember to maintain a receptive and obedient heart. Remember that a pattern of godly living will always ensure a favorable outcome. Remember that God is our spiritual GPS for life. Remember that true wisdom is from God. Remember to honor God with the resources he has given you. Remember that the Lord disciplines the ones he loves. Out of all that he does, all the things he gives, remember one thing. <laughs> if you get out of line, he will whip your gluteus back to us. Now, if you understand that, you know, uh, it, it says it here in Proverbs, it says it in, uh, uh, in, in Hebrews, that whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, okay? And so that's that's so important to keep in mind. Well, with that said, then, let's move right along through this. And I trust me, folks, it won't be that long. Don't let those points drag you out there. The first one is, remember to maintain a receptive and obedient heart. How do you approach the throne of God? How do you take God's word? How do you and I have everyone here? How do you take God's word and lift it up? How do you, um, in the morning, hopefully in the morning, uh, towards the evening, you're probably worn out from the course of the day. Morning is the best time to start off. Uh, The more you put off, the harder it's going to be. Uh, So how you pick up God's word? It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for a length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you this is the fourth segment the first segment is if you want to be on target and walk with the lord it says do not forget for him to say do not forget that means you're capable of forgetting okay uh, that's why uh if he uh ecclesiastes 12 1 remember now thy creator in the days that you while you uh even though he's come not your the years you draw nigh, when thou shalt say i have no pleasure in them and so the whole idea is this is that you have to retain it in your heart. Proverbs 3.2. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will be added. It will add to you. Going on to our next slide. Question, why is this necessary? Remembering is the key to clarity and productivity in doing and retaining God's will. Remembering you have to do it. I don't care what you're doing with all the job. You have to remember what you're doing in order to remember what it does. It brings clarity. Um, the Lord wants us to remember all that He has revealed in His Word for us to establish a deliberate pattern of hearing, receiving, and responding to His command. Here are the benefits: lengths of days, years of life, and peace. What's the benefit of doing uh, verses one and two? Length of days, you live longer, uh, years uh, of life, and peace. And when God gives you peace, there's no one that can take it from you. Because his peace works from the inside out, not the outside in. The world we live in, this world is, is a mess, but God gives us the peace from the inside out. The Lord is looking for vessels that he's able to pour into and not suffer loss. But they must let their hearts carry out their responsibility. And that's why he kept telling them about this whole idea of let. It's your responsibility. It's our responsibility to do just that. Okay? Number two, remember to maintain a pattern of godly living that will ensure a favorable outcome. That's just verses three and four. And read as follows. Let not, and there's the word again, let not steadfast love, faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. You want to be successful? You want to have favor between with God and man? It says, here are the steps. It starts with God. It starts in the spiritual realm and then in the physical realm. And so a lot of times folks work in the physical realm, breaking their necks in the financial and all that, trying to be successful, stepping over folks and everything else. God says, if you only let me do it, I, I could have done all of that and even more. Like, see, God is in the, in the realm of being exceeding abundantly and above all that we can even ask for a thing. And we need to understand that. So he says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. And that's what the Lord was saying to the church of Ephesus. I have something against you. Okay, you guys are—you're really good at doing stuff. They can count on you and getting this done and this done. But Jesus Christ says, "Here's what I have against you. It's that personal. You don't love me like you used to." He said, "Look," he said, "Here's what you knew. If you don't get your act together." I'm going to punch out your lights. (laughs) Okay, it won't be uh, in that particular writing, but that's what it means. I'm going to shut you down. I'm going to shut you down. When you go and try to find the city of Ephesus, the lights are out. It's down. So, um, but you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Why is that? It makes God look good, and it impacts individuals who's in your life. Do God's way, and God is blessed, people are blessed, and you'll be happy. Any any problem with that? Then what's keeping us from doing that? Because uh, flesh always have that little agenda in the back pocket that says, I have a better idea, and I'm not going to tell God about it, who knows our thoughts are far off, okay? Um, question, how is this done? Recognize the potential of losing what you have and do um, following uh, and follow these three steps: guard, bind, and write. God, two um, two elements are, are very important in the believer's life: love and faithfulness. It says God, your love and God your faithfulness. Don't, which means what you're you're susceptible of of uh, of moving aside from that. And the Lord says, "I want you to be on target at all times." So says be on guard. The next is bind, fix them, notice and secure in place. Uh, there are some things that uh, you don't want to move, so you make sure that it's in a good place, a solid place. Uh, secure, the, the next thing, that's why we have locks and everything else. We secure it because it's important. Then write, so guard it, bind it, write it out. Uh, that's what the Lord had for the kings. The Lord had in His word, He made it very clear to the kings that they were to write out the the uh, the law uh, and make sure they not only write it out but they remember it. Wow, uh, that's so important. Please keep this in mind. God will not do this for us, but He will keep us uh, let help us carry out our responsibility. Let's read that together. ready? Please keep this in mind. God will not do this for us, but he will help us carry out our response. He's not going to do it for us, so please keep that in mind, okay? Here are the two uh, promised blessings for being diligent, favor and success. Success is not measured by what we have in our hands. It is what we possess and maintain in our hearts. You want to see a successful person? Check out the person's heart. Uh, I was looking at Psalms and I referred to a number of times Psalms 112 and how it talks about uh, the blessed man. And when you see Psalms 112, how he how he's a blessed man when it comes down to his walk with God, with his children, with his finances, how he deals with others. Uh, he's a blessed person. Your blessing, your true blessing. Is not what you get with your hand, but what you retain in your heart. And I think that's so important. Okay. Number three, remember that the Lord is our spiritual GPS for life. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Now, I, I of course, put a disclaimer on that because some of the GPS will lead you out in the middle of nowhere. Um, that's why I keep a map with me just in case. I've uh, there have been times I, I was traveling um, uh, to Milwaukee. Matter of fact, um, we were going to that, well, Military. Anyway, going there, it got lost. I said, okay, His GPS said, turn this way, turn that way. I said, and I said, no, we we're on our way back. I said, no, I didn't come this way. And it said, um, and, it, and it told me that I was going in the wrong direction. no. Uh, recalculate. I said, No, no, I'm never gonna have to recalculate. I'm gonna go the way I know I'm supposed to be going. Had I followed the other way, I've been an hour getting back home. So sometimes the GPS. But I tell you what, when God becomes your GPS, uh, then now you have you in place. You see, uh, and that's God is our GPS. So when God says go this way, please, please. Some say, Well, Lord, you know, Lord, I think He didn't ask you what you think. He, he he had it planned out and he knows exactly what the outcomes are. Stay with the plan. Stay on the road. I don't care how good it looks over here. He's not interested in your opinions. He'll listen to it later. But what you do, just do what he tells you to do. You get to point A to B. Just obey him. And you know what? Every time I, I deal with couples, I'm finding that um, they just won't obey God. Uh, I'm wrapping up with a couple as far as um, Premarital counseling via virtual. And um we were dealing with finances. And as we were talking about finances, uh, they kept saying, Oh, we got that. Oh, we know that. Oh, I said, okay, you know what? I'm I'm done. We're gonna move to another subject. Now, what's gonna happen is you're gonna come back for counseling because you have problems, because you missed the concept of finances. And I was trying to tell them, I said, well, tell me, if you're so well with finances, what would you do with $50 million right now? And they got real quiet. Well, I said, well, I'll, I'll, well, I'll get something to my family. Say, well, according well, um, according to law, then you cannot give over $20,000 without the government or less without them being taxed. So whatever you give is going to be taxed. Okay. And I said, and what else would you do? And they would, I said, you see, that's the difference in concept and function. And I'll tell telling 2,300 verses of scripture by our GPS person who tells us how to handle. So don't you think that whatever you're going through, that, that we acknowledge him? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. Check it out. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. In all your ways. And I like that word all. And all means all. Question, question. What would it take to ensure we are on the right track? We're given four very important steps. The first one is what, saints? Trust. The next one is what? Lean. The next one is? Ignat. And then we'll come down to God's ground. See, when you trust in the Lord, lean not to your, to our personal understanding. Why? Because it is too limited acknowledge god honor god in every area of our life when people say what a wonderful person you are and you do such a wonderful thing and uh know it's the first thing you say well thank you very much why don't we just switch it out just a little bit let's tweak it with well praise the lord you know thank you for that observation thank you for your kind words if not, you're going to get the big head. You really think You really think what those folks say about you? Those, remember, they, they said to Jesus, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Guess what? Crucify him, crucify him. So listen, don't you? listening to these folks. You better get God's uh, approval on all these things. And this thought, I guess, give you a little insight here. Trust him, lean on him, acknowledge him, and then hold on to his promise. His position positioned to be activated after we follow his instruction. Have you noticed that? The promise that is not kicked into place before you do it. The promise is kicked into place after you do it. Okay? Uh, so then after you uh, obey his word, then look for the promises to be fulfilled. Okay? That's walking in sync with the Lord. Number four, moving along. Remember that true wisdom is from God. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. (laughs) Um, It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Be not wise in your own eyes. Look out for what you, watch out what you say in front of the mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest? of them all. And if the mirror can talk, say, well, it's not you. You're still coming in with all this mess on your face and everything else. You're not the fairest. See, so when it comes down to the whole idea of being not wise, you hear it enough, you lie to yourself enough that you believe you lie. There are individuals, um, uh, former individuals, that did not want to listen to anyone because they said they are too young to give them any type of uh, information. And said, oh, you know, they felt that they knew it all. I said, wow, you know what? At that point, you don't have to call them names and anything else. Just keep your mouth shut. Just, just keep your mouth shut. You know why? Because let them go. They're going to go that route. Do be not do not, uh, be not be wise in your own eyes. Which means what? You're capable of being wise in your own eyes. The word be means you're in control. You know, when you, you tell folks, be quiet, then you said, Do you know that the person can be quiet. Okay. So when you say be, that means I expect it to happen. So don't, the Lord, here's what the Lord said. Don't you think that you know what you know because you don't know. Okay. He who knows and knows he knows he's wise. Follow him. He who knows and thinks he knows he's a student. Teach him. He who says he knows and don't know, he's a fool. Aboard him. Okay. Oh, I got to take that. It will be a healing to your flesh and refreshments to your bones. Okay. It goes on. Here are some of the verses. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. I started listing in Proverbs not month time uh, I was going to Proverbs I read through a Proverbs every month I go through the whole thing and um and I would color in fo- fools at one point I said there's 29 references to fools gone now it's up to 40 references of fools uh, a silly fool, an ignorant fool, uh, and all these other fools now notice what proverbs says about a fool. get this now you see a man who is wise in his own eyes there is more hope for a fool than for him. for a fool have said there is no you know no God you see um, Romans twelve sixteen live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. You have no right or position to look down on another person for any reason. Because they might be the first individual on the elevator going up. And it won't be long before uh, you have to look up to them. Be careful. Remember that God loves each one of you. You mean a lot. And how you treat people, how you respond to them is very important. Okay. Question. What is necessary for us to gain and retain the wisdom of God? Understand that wisdom is spiritually imparted, not generated by yourself. Establish a high reverence for God and his commandments. Deliberately identify and purposely avoid evil. You want to do two things then? If you want to keep on being wise in your own eyes, this, this is what you do establish a high reverence for God. When you have that high reference, uh, uh, reference for God, then in all your ways, you acknowledge him and be willing for him and open to him when he says no in your life. And there are times when he'll say no. And you'll say, okay, Lord, have thine own way, have thine own way. Thou art a parter and I am the clay. Okay. So, and then, of course, deliberately, again, I repeat, deliberately identify and purposely avoid evil. Evil in every form. Uh, And Satan has a number of ways to get to your mind to make sure that you slip away from God. Okay. We're in a spiritual battle. All right. I I think you pretty much have that. Let's go on then. Question. What are the benefits, the benefits of being wise? It will give healing to our flesh. It gave scripture reference. Proverbs 4, 20, 21. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Let not uh, them escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You find that the moment that you start putting God first, he goes in and he first settles your heart and then he deals with your outward circumstances. Why is that? If he deals with the outward circumstances first, you start writing books of how you did this. But when you when the Lord does it, then you can say, Praise the Lord. See the see the, the the order. So the Lord wants us then to focus on him. He'll work from the inside out. I don't know. I'm brainwashing you folks on this, but folks, it's like from a biblical point of view. Okay. Um and then we, we move on. Proverbs 26, 12. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. Romans 12, 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own eyes. Now, now that's, see, that you told me Old Testament. Now that's New Testament. Never be wise in your own eyes. When you become wise in your own eyes, there's a point where you stop listening to other person, folks. You stop listening. You stop learning. You steep, you keep from leaning. And you stop letting God have his way. When you become wise, you begin to shut down. And guess what? A lot of times folks don't even know that they're shutting down and isolating themselves. And God loves to see his sheep. I mean, Satan loves to see his sheep wandering by itself, Fresh meat. Fresh meat. So "Be would be vigilant, but your adversary together, the devil, walks around seeing who may, he may be devoured." Uh, so uh, number five, remember to honor God with the resources he has given you. Verse nine and six. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with uh, first fruits of all your products. Then your bonds will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. As I was talking to this uh, couple, um, I said two things people get very quiet on. Number one, do not talk about their money. The moment you start talking about their money, you got problems. So if we said, we're going to talk about finances. It gets quiet, quiet. Uh, sometimes the quietest time, that's why the the choirs are singing and everything else when they're doing, they, they're passing the plate because those folks are quiet when it's going to come down to the money. The next thing that people get very quiet about when it comes down to sex, and I, and I told them, I said, these two areas, one is for reproduction and bonding and, uh, and, uh, and uh, procreation. The other is for sustaining, et cetera, et cetera. Says, and what man wants to do, he wants to do his own thing here. He wants to do his own thing there. But tell me anything else, Lord, I'll be glad to write books on. I'll be glad to be philosophical on. But don't mess with my money and don't mess with, with the whole area of, of sex. That's when folks get very quiet, very quiet for another reason. Uh, but uh, but the Lord says, no. I want to put it all out there. As a matter of fact, I even gave a book of Songs of Solomon that deals with that. And you really start it, stop and study it. it. Says it shows you what love really is, and it starts from the inside out, not the outside in. Well, um, what are the benefits of honoring God? We will be blessing God's heart by expressing our gratitude and appreciation for God's provision. We will position ourselves to be blessed and be a blessing to others. We will experience spiritual and physical satisfaction. Proverbs fourteen thirty one: Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors the Lord. See, we are to give more than, they, they talk about the tithe, more than 10%. I, I hope that tithing it's just, of course, that's when people get quiet when we talk about money. But uh, when it comes down to tithing, that's just a uh, a guideline. God said, "Just give your ten percent." No, in the Old Testament, they gave over twenty one percent or more uh, of uh, of giving to the Lord. The more you learn how to do that, uh, then it um, it blesses the Lord because poor people and there, Jesus Christ said in in New Testament that the poor will always be with us why It's going to be because of uh, socio-economical situations or or just well just a, a whole list of things bad choices etc cetera, etc cetera. poverty will always be here until the lord comes but guess what that's why he left us here to deal with poverty okay so then as you give your tithes think about uh giving to others. If you don't have a list of all the people you give to that will minister to them, and missionaries, you can't do it, uh, give to missionaries that, that they may do the work too. I want to encourage you in that area. And the poor, those poor will be touched by that and ministered to. Okay? I think you got the idea there. Number six, remember that the Lord disciplines the ones he loves. Verse 11 and 12. Proverbs 3, 11. Do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves, underline that, as a father the son in whom he delights. Blessed is the man whom you discipline, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law. You're blessed when God steps into your life and he says, stop it. Okay. i read rather for the Lord to say, stop it my feelings I heard. And I go into the corner and have my little cry. Okay. And he's not going to go in the corner with you. He's going to stand outside until you get your act together. Okay. And then he says, now, you're not going to do that again. No, Lord, I'm not good. Now we can go on with the plan that I have for your life. How many times the Lord told you, stop it? And uh, you went on and did it anyway, and the Lord embarrassed you. Or uh, and there's some things you said that you wish you you had not said, and you can't take it back. Uh. There's some things you damaged, but the Lord told you the Holy Spirit was in, uh, telling you that He's He's the one who walking on the side. Don't do it. Well, hold back. Don't say that. Da, 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 da. And you say, ah! and you say, see? the Lord says, okay, now now it's the whipping time. It's, it's time for me to discipline you because you're not obeying me. That wasn't by accident. There's some things we do. It's not by acts. Oh, Lord, I forgot. No, no, no. You did it because you wanted to. See, so don't despise the chastening of the Lord because the Lord is not doing it because he hates you. He could take you out of this world. He's doing it because he loves you. That's what the word says. He's doing it because you belong to him. He's doing it because of where you and I are going. We're going to glory. We're just, we're just traveling on this earth. And he says, while you're on this earth, Stop it. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Why? You're a citizen of heaven. Where are you going? None of these things will be accepted. So you stop it right down here because it won't be acceptable in the glory. Amen? Amen, lights. Okay. It's important that we understand that. Um, So the discipline of the Lord. Hebrews 12, 7, 8. It is for discipline that you have to endure for God is treating you as sons see the reason why for what son is there whom his father does not discipline I, I pity the child that a father try to talk his son out of a situation without disciplining Proverbs talks about the factor of bliss, uh, disciplining your child with a rod here's what the word of God says beat him he won't die now of course it doesn't say beat out of anger okay but you uh, you discipline them in a way that they will remember it. That they won't remember the pain, but they will remember how you respond to them. And I told you many times, forgive me for repeating this, but my dad, um, he's a mechanic, and uh, we were acting up, child, Down and Bruce, acting up, disobeyed mom. And uh, dad came home, and he says, Charles, Donald, and Bruce, always called us right in order. Charles, Donald, and Bruce, come here. And uh, he gave us a good whipping. (laughs) And then threw all three of us in the closet. And uh, we were were in the closet. We knew we were wrong. And we were in the closet crying. But it was a rainy, stormy day. My father walked to the store, bought three bags of potato chips, came back to the house, opened the door, and gave all of us a bag of potato chips and shut the door again. Did did, the Dad hate us? And we were crying and eating potato chips (laughs) at the same time. We had a good old Dad that beat us when we needed it. So don't get bent out of shape. When God has to whip you Because at the end, it's a blessing. He keeps you from doing something that you regret for the rest of your life. Proverbs have this to say to us. Oh, there's a lot of things we need to know about Jesus Christ, but it should be forming character, depth of character in our lives. That we would learn, listen to learn and to lean and let God have his way in our lives. If you still think that you got it, you're in trouble. You're listening to the wrong person. Stop it, please, while you still have a chance. If you're left without discipline in which all have uh, participated, then you are illegitimate children, not sons. If you're not a listener, a responder, you won't do what God tells you to do. It could well be that you don't even know God. A sinner does not answer to God because the sinner doesn't know God. But if we know God, obedience should be uh, the badge that we carry. Amen? One last thing. The world we live in is and will become worse. There will be turbulence in relationships, financial crisis, unusual uh, climatic changes, etc. God our Father have laid out a pattern of living that is our survival kit. It develops our spirit as we walk with him. We live by an established plan. Stay with the plan. Everything you see, everything that you see in God's word, everything is planned out. You cannot put one thing before the other. You you cannot have, I can put it, you cannot have, uh, uh, you cannot have uh, communion and what have you um, we at the beginning. It has to be at a point that God says, here's your take communion, here's the reason to take communion, and now at that, this point, here's where Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary. Everything is planned very methodically. God has our life planned totally methodically so that when it comes out, he's glorified. He'll glorify, you are glorified. I mentioned that he has already glorified you. He's working us up to that point. And so the whole idea is this. He wants to work in and through our lives. And, um, and Proverbs says, will you listen? Will you start off? Let's start off with the first chapter, at least. If you don't read the rest of the Proverbs, then we start off with the first one. Here are some steps you need to do if you want to be in the in crowd. You see, if you want to be in and active, then Proverbs says, here's what it takes. Okay? I think that's important. It's following the word of God. Father God, as we uh, bow in prayer, I pray that you will help us to keep this in mind. You are worthy of all praise and honor and glory that is due your holy name. Great is your faithfulness. I think about Proverbs and Lord, when we think about your word study, when I think about study, I think about the guys who wrote the scripture. They had to write out every word. And could not make a mistake. And yet you have compiled it for us. And, and Lord, we can pick it up with a, in book form. Or electronically. Or, or just so many different ways we can uh, get into your word. Lord, help us do just that. And understand. The more we understand, the more we will reverence you. Because we'll understand your heart and love you more. Help us to do just that. For those who do not know Christ as their Savior wisdom stands outside and wants to come in but with the first step that the lord wants you to do is acknowledge that jesus christ had died is the son of god god in the flesh who came um, as a child and birthed died on the cross of calvary shed his blood for our sins and that you received that jesus god had received it and all you had to do is say lord Forgive me of my sins and make me a part of your family. Believing is the key. If you believe that, then the Lord will do just that in your life. Thank you for what you're going to do in the lives of the saints. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said,